but she'll know how to do this. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Never Broke Podcast. Remember, our mission is to increase financial literacy, provide the tools necessary for financial freedom, and enable people to achieve their life goals. We want people to live a life of abundance. We hope to not only equip you with the proper tools, but empower you to live a fulfilling life. Please know I'm not a financial advisor, just a money enthusiast sharing my experience, thoughts, and ideas. This is your host, Esther, and today we have a special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hello, hello. My name is Kareem Williams. Um, I don't really know how to uh, introduce myself. Like, what do you want me to tell you what I do or something? Your name, what you do, where you're from. Okay, who your mama is. Oh, what? Daddy is. I'm talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm from. um, I was born in Southeast DC. You know, half of my life and moved to PG, where I eventually. Finished my, you know, my, my all of my schooling and all that stuff, and that's how I met Esther at Largo. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I do web design. I I love uh, the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, my mom is incredible. My dad was awesome. So my dad was a Black Panther. So that's something cool to say. Just to flex on y'all real quick, uh, in my great aunt's old house, Malcolm X was there for couple nights as he was escaping from the police. He just wanna drop a little some little so, little cause a little something. Okay. I mean anyways, uh <laughs> that's Kareem. I've known him for about five six like five six six years, years. yeah. Um P G for those who don't know is Prince George's community Ooh, community, community. <laughs> college <laughs> PG is Prince George's <laughs> County located in Maryland very close to DC um, we went to actually St. John's together funny story his mom gave me a ride back um, so we've been in the same circle for a minute now like traveling in circles so I'm really excited to to interview him and introduce him to you guys because he does a lot of great stuff he's downplaying it right now but it's okay when he starts dropping the gems just take note <laughs> Just take note. Just take note. So today we're focusing on ownership, especially business and legacy. And Kareem and his mother own a business called Serenity Shay. Um, please tell us about Serenity Shay, the, the origin story, and just, like, what is it? like? Wh- so Serenity Shay was born out of uh, my mom's, uh, she had a, she, she was trying to solve a problem. Um, so her friend had surgery and um she needed something to to keep her skin moisturized because her medication was drying it out and uh and she was also she also had a lot of pain and so my mom made this formula that after a lot of studying you know like regarding like the like herbology and things like that and essential oils uh she she created this comp this kind of like mixture of oils and stuff that was um, for the purpose of pain relief. And also, you know, some of the uh, ingredients in there just happened to smell really good. And so, you know, she gave it to her friend and turns out it worked in, in, in both, you know, helping with her pain and the moisture in her skin. But the more important thing that my mom's friend was worried about was the smell. She didn't really care how she felt, she just, care that she smelled good and so you know coming back from st john's i i was like or no it was actually during one of my winter breaks i was like hmm we can make some money off of this <laughs> and 
And so, you know, I looked at the at the scale, you know, the, the kind of the competitive forces in this area for, you know, determining if we want to do this business or not. And I told her we should, you know, buy some supplies and make it happen. So we started, you know, creating uh, a product. We made the name, labored over the name for a couple hours and um, finally settled on the name Serenity Shea and developed an online presence and we now we're here where we are today. How long ago was that? That was probably like two two years ago, two years ago. I would say two, two and a half years ago. So it's been a minute. You, you guys have been doing this for a minute. <clears throat> Not really, like, so it actually started last year. The online presence started last year, last August. And, but she first made the products two years ago. And I was like, you should make this a business. Um, probably about a couple months in, um, but I, I was so busy with school and all that that you know I couldn't really focus. And I was about four hundred something miles away from her, so it was hard to have business meetings. Um, but yeah, the, it, the the real online presence and the business started about last year, last August. Okay. Okay. So, what's your favorite product? My favorite product. I would say it's the it's the lip balms. It's crazy. I would usually say a product that costs money, so mm-hmm. people will buy that more. Like it costs more money, and people are like, oh, I want that. But the lip balms, you know, it's three dollars, <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's so good. It has like this stuff called cocoa butter, raspberry seed oil, and um, uh, watermelon seed oil. It's actually made from a, a Phoenix butter base and some lip balm uh, solutions. Um, and it's just, it's incredible. Like, the way it feels is amazing. Um, and I make them solely. My mom doesn't even know how to make them. So it's just, it's just some, it's a pride thing. It's a little thing. pride, yeah. It's a pride thing, so. <laughs> okay, if you got ashy lips, that's a little plug-in. Go Boom. get some lip balm. Three dollars. Uh, you know, you don't want your lips cracked. Because that is a thing. <laughs> your lips do crack in the winter. Okay, protect your lips. Wow, so that's really amazing. A mother and son duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it hard to convince your mom to like turn it into a business aspect, or was it like something she was quickly on board? She she was on board, but she just needed you know uh, she needed help seeing the, the the playing field, you know, like or the vision because you know you can you can come to somebody with an opportunity. But my mom's very much a realist. Um, she's had her own business, successful businesses before, um, but this one is kind of different. This is a retail, uh, e-retail market and e-commerce market, so it's kind of, you know, a, a new thing. And then it has the component of an online presence that you need in this day and age. And she just didn't understand, um, but but it was it, it was just a process of showing her you know, doing things and showing her so that she could be like, oh, okay, 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 okay. And then got more comfortable with it. Black mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to prove it first. Exactly. Wow, okay, okay, that's really cool. Okay, so I know recently you've hired a marketing um, director or whatever you guys want to call him. How has that helped in the success of your business, or why did you feel the need to hire something specific, someone specifically for marketing? Well, to like to address the first point, it it was like he the 
what he what he does is uh, well more so just you know just answer the whole question I started a web design company a couple months ago and I realized that I wouldn't you know I had to make the realistic decision that I wouldn't be able to do both both things at the same time you know so you know and then scale it how I want to scale it at this time period you know because it's the holiday season still trying to get a lot of content rolled in for the holiday season and for next year and at Easter so just trying to uh, w- with that with that in mind um, I made the realistic decision that I just couldn't do all this by myself um, and my friend who has always been interested in photography and videography and wants to start their own uh, business uh, someday um, I thought hey I can I can you know I don't like saying kill two birds with one stone because why are people out here killing birds? Uh, people eat chicken. People eat hmm. deer. People eat Amazing alligator. point. Yeah, so it's like... I take that back. Okay. <laughs> we be eating ground chicken every day. Uh, right, so... <laughs> chicken sandwich. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to kill two birds with one stone, um, you know, he it's something that he loves to do and something that we need at the time. He creates content you know, video content, um, uh, photo, uh, short form media, long form media. Um, and he just helps to, to, to maintain the online presence that I started and to also innovate on that because new ideas are necessary. You also can't be successful with just one head. So in the marketing direction, uh, you need a team. And so, um, during this time trying to build a team and he's the first member of it and and so, um, I feel like I feel like that was the next step, and he was the perfect person to do it. And I trust in him as well. Okay. So when it comes to uh, building, the whole point of marketing is to increase your market share or get people to buy your product. That's the whole point of marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So what aspect of let me let me scratch that. When we were when we first had this discussion, you were you had like a big thing against jerkies, um, <laughs> a very big thing against jerkies. So, what aspect of your marketing will enable you to reach different clientele and expand your business? Because you've mentioned scaling, um, but how is that? How are you doing actionable steps? Right. So um, right now, when I was talking to you know, the marketing director uh, a couple of days ago about this actually, about our trajectory and um, <coughs> it, or phases. It's like right now, uh, because we're so small, we work by being very personable and, and, and simple and minimalistic in our, in our, in our media and our content. But as we, as we develop our tribe, more people join on us, the more active we are on social media, um, we need to clean it up a little bit and then clean it up a little bit more and then clean it up a little, a little bit more and increase the scale of production and increase the quality of, uh, of, of, the, of the content, you know, things like that. And so, um, you know, the phases in, 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 this, marketing, uh, in this marketing strategy just mostly depend on us um, being able to, you know, attach to, to current trends, fiery trends, make our own trends, um, 
make our own, uh, uh, you know, uh, hashtags, things like that, uh, challenges, um, be at the forefront of emerging markets, emerging uh, creatives in the area. So we've collabed with a lot of like, oh, we're planning to collab with a lot of just like creatives, um, getting it in those spaces. And then we'll be able to penetrate into, you know, higher markets like, you know, I don't know, Wegmans, for example. <laughs> or Target. Or Target. Target, okay. Exactly. Okay, so I feel like, I feel like that sounds good. Um, and earlier we were mentioning how COVID has really stifled that, for like, not, I don't want to say stifle, but COVID has really been an impact because of your inability to do pop-ups. Mm -hmm. So what alternatives have you guys developed um, to still develop that personal touch um, with an online presence? Because I feel like Zoom meetings and online things are corny. I think they're whack mm -hmm. and really bad. But I feel like there's no other alternative today. So what do you like? How is your business being able to sustain um, from that personal aspect to online, like just social media, just online? Right. You know, so like as we... As, as me and Esther talked about, we, um, I used to do pop-ups um, at Around the Clock Fishing and Chicken and at some other location, but it's, the purpose of that was to, was to just be um, uh, known in the, in the PG community, specifically this up, not even really up in Marlboro, but like Largo, the Largo location. Um, what was your like question specifically? How are you able to really develop that personal connection right, right, right. through online? Right. So, so because of COVID, we can't do that anymore. But our, our target market is still the same, and so um, you know, from COVID, um, trying to innovate on that included, you know, uh, um, having to really do deep research on the, the, the businesses around us, uh, talking to them, just just really figuring out, uh, you know, what what they were struggling with as well, you know, because all businesses are impacted by this. You know, what are they struggling with? What what are their goals? What are their, uh, what, do, what do they seek to, where do they seek to be in the future? And, and that's, that, that's a question that, that every business has been struggling with and the way that we've been navigating, you know, this this kind of problem, is just by becoming more active on social media and establishing, um, like a like a site identity, or not a site identity, but more so like a like a like a like an online um, brand, like a brand, yeah. you know, yeah. a brand, and actually putting a face, multiple faces our brand interacting with people um, because the community can't we can't that we can't build physically we're trying to build it um, digitally that's why the goal of this holiday season was not really sales but to um, engage and create and expand our our current audience and to develop a tribe you know where we don't have to sell products to you for you to engage with us we could just have a conversation we could mm -hmm. talk about stuff and Eventually, um, a lot of the goals that we have are um, is, is media and, and, and initiatives concerning wellness. Um, we want to have like videos regarding you know sit downs about 
mental health and and how products impact your mental health and uh and and routines to maintain that that very mental health you know self-care things like that and so it's a lot of value added kind of things without having to spend any money um, because the community is really what's important and after this is over you know those people will still be there and they'll be more um interested and engaging with us when we return to these locations I love it. I love it. So you've mentioned that last part. I've never thought about it, how products affect your mental health. I, I need you to dig deep in there for mm-hmm. a minute because that's, mm-hmm. that's something I've never thought about myself. Man, so, like, people really underestimate the the impact of an ingredient. Like, you know, you you, you, um, you buy something, you look at the, at, the, at the visual aspect of it, and you say, oh, this has, this has oats on it. And it's light, light brown, and so it's really inviting and it's cool. But you don't look on the back, and it has like fifty ingredients or forty ingredients. And uh, oats are the are like the ninth ingredient. <laughs> and so you know, there's a lot of deception um, in in these in these large scale products. Esther mentioned my beef with Jergens um, because they've been providing products to our community. Um, to specifically the black community and, and communities of color, just because of their price point, it's very accessible, but, and, and it's well known in households uh, for babies and all that, but it's not the healthiest thing you can put in your body. A lot of these ingredients, um, um, some of these things are forever chemicals that, that will linger in your body. Some things are, some things in these famous products are carcinogens, um, they contribute to a lot of cancers. They weaken your immune system. They contribute to headaches, and and um, and so and this is this is proven. And so, um, for for Serenity Shea, our our goal in creating every product is to create um, products with ingredients you can pronounce um, and things that are good for you and good to you. And so everything that we make is good with you know with the intention of making it good and and making it making you better as a person you know um instead of you know providing the quickest product for you the smoothest feeling but not as moisturizing product we're gonna have the feeling and the quality with it and so you know that's that that's the that's really how products can impact you and your mental health um but there's there's just the, an element of having to look into these things that is not really accessible and convenient for a lot of people. So um, you know our goal is to just make it easy for people to learn that some products are bad and these some ingredients are are, are really good for you. We just happen to have a lot of those good ingredients <laughs> in our products. <laughs> so. I'll take that as a shameless plug, but it's okay, it's okay. So, so you've mentioned community, tribe, and growing What would you define as your community and your tribe as it regards to Serenity Shea? So for Serenity Shea, our community is, um, it encompasses just uh, all people that, um, who, who are on a journey of improving their skincare and looking for natural, um, alternatives to 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 skincare body care lip care um and maintaining that lifestyle 
for a purpose. And so, um, you know, like as we as we come together, as we as I engage and help people to engage with each other, that'll form our tribe, that community, um, the people that have bought our stuff becomes our tribe and the tribe will help to 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 in, increase the the information in this in this area you know about products that are good for you and good to you um, and also help people to refrain from using dangerous products and so our tribe is is is, is one with a with a with an initiative behind it um, because this is a serious thing wellness is a serious thing um, it keeps us um, alive you know we can thrive or we can survive we're trying to thrive out here we're trying to thrive out okay, here okay we're trying to thrive yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna take a sharp left not really but in the same um in the same lane how important is ownership when it comes to acquiring and building wealth We talked about this in the last, you know, the, the, the previous version, but... I'm going to leave a look. So we recorded an episode before this. You guys are never going to hear it because Sorry. it's gone. But we're going to try to, you know, recant most of that information because when I say gems, like, for your soul, for being spilled out. So um, back to the topic of ownership and how it's important in building wealth. So we, uh, we talked about, what was it, land trusts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, there's this thing. Basically, there are heirs, heirs. Heir to property. Yeah. So, so you know, there are agreements in, 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 in property law where you can own a, a part of something, but it's not wholly, you don't have the deciding, uh, you don't have the deciding power over it. So, if you don't own a, a, a percent, a total percentage of something, you're not able to make a decision on the ownership. Therefore, you own, you don't own it at all. Mm. And so, you know, we can, we can, I used to live on K Street, uh, not K Street, yeah, on K Street. And, you know, Southeast DC is, man, people have pride in their, in their area, but they don't own that block. <laughs> They don't own that. They don't own them buildings. They don't own the water systems under it. And so ownership, you said, how does ownership relate to wealth? Ownership is crucial to, to acquiring wealth because when you, when you're able to, when you're able to establish, uh, systems that you own, when you're able to establish resource chains, that you own, then there is you you have total propriety of it in the in the past, present, and the future, and so you know you can you can you can grow it, you can keep it how it is, you can make it you can make it free for everybody, but you own it, and so uh, wealth wealth is wealth is 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 a uh, is something that you can't really have without owning anything. Otherwise, you just um, kind of have like that's richness that's being rich when you're rich you, you you have you have a stream that's that's not really attached to you but you have access to it mm. but wealth you you own that whole river you know what i'm saying you own the fish 
you own the you own the the waterfall you own the pure water that comes from the springs and so and so you know the 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 ability to to make decisions on the things that you own basically to call the shots is crucial because um, especially in this in this land um, uh, with white supremacy straight up um, there are a lot of forces that already own things that aren't theirs and they have created wealth from it and we are competing against that for our survival and so ownership is necessary in order to to not even be wealthy but to but to just survive and then the next step is thriving and then the next step is wealth do you think black people holistically in the United States can get there I do I don't think that's the solution because this is indigenous land that's the truth that a lot of people um, you know because Africa uh, African people taken in um, as slaves um, we were cre- we were we were formed into African Americans however indigenous people their land was stolen from them their traditions were stolen from them their 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 their, their, their relics um, and their sacred lands were stolen from them and so for us to have equity on this land it can't simply be a black thing but black people as after being slaves for 400 500 on to 500 years um, we need to establish um, ownership over the the America that we built and the indigenous people need their land back and so that relationship is a class struggle issue that's not specifically centered towards black people. Um, it's it's an it's an equity management issue, um, and so and so I don't think that ownership um, is specifically um, for black people in this land. I think it's for indigenous and black people. The relationship between indigenous and black people is a, is a very tight knit one. In fact, anyway because we've helped each other along the, you know, our struggles historically. And so it's not very hard, but we're all, we're both in a boat um, that was caused by oppression, the same force of oppression. And so as we understand each other, we'll eventually start to understand um, what, what, what each person needs um, to thrive. Okay, okay. All right, all right. That was deep. That was deep. I feel like <laughs> we, we could cut the episode here. <laughs> but on a very like serious note, how do you feel like your ownership in Serenity Shade and the ownership people are minorities, whether black, Hispanic, or, or however people identify, is really impacting um, how we're going to move forward? So basically like, the ownership of businesses of businesses how does that impact how we move we forward? as a society move forward oh, okay so how does like 
business impact how we move forward? How does, yes, business, but business, like, so one of the things that COVID has brought about, and before COVID was just the entrepreneurial spirit of black people creating their own businesses. And like, there's just a rise of a lot of people owning mm-hmm. um, their ideas, whether it's creatively, um, creatively or, uh, or um, intellectually. intellectually or um, body care or whatever. Right. Like there's just an up, uprise of that um, trend going on. So how do you feel like mm. that trend is going to impact how mm. America um, moves forward. Mm. That that question is that question really that is the million dollar question. If you can anticipate the the heart of this generation, it's really this generation. I say that because we have the golden opportunity talk to any kind of person in the world right now any kind of person in America and learn about their struggles and learn that we are going through the same things <laughs> we're all broke <laughs> but we're trying to never be broke again okay you never broke that? never broke okay hey. plugged it right back in that was really nice that was really nice yeah, yeah. uh huh <laughs> that was really nice. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you. Oh, that wasn't my answer. Oh, that was your answer. Oh, okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. There was all right. All right. I'm gonna leave the stage to you. And, and so, and so, like, the the thing is, like, and it's like it's like you were saying. There are different elements of ownership too. You can have you can have a a skincare line. You can have like like for me, I have a skincare line. I have a web design business. I'm trying to do a lot of other things, real estate and all these other things. Um. But you also have pe- you also have people who own ideas. You have people who own movements. You have people who own um, who own uh, uh, dances and songs. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, where the money reside? Where the money? He trademarked that. <laughs> and so and so that's something that can keep people dancing. You got the renegade owned by a black girl. You know, keep people dancing. You got people owning movements the black lives matter movement you also have grassroots movements these are all components of ownership whether it's intellectual or physical and so um um in the progress of 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 all of these groups as long as as long as we are at the the as long as we are at the leadership table as long as we own the leadership table and as long as we determine we have the power to determine who's at that table that's when we own what we create and when we own what we create we can create the world that we want we mm-hmm. can reshape the world and we can we can do that by influencing what this generation consumes and what the next generation is more likely to consume so it's a meditation of values over time you know and and I think we're on a great track just in the promotion of ideals and the acceptance of, of different lifestyles and choices. And so I think this is a I think this is a, a time I think this is a time like no other. Um, and it's beautiful um, to be a part of. Wow. I feel like I'm gonna throw out the all the other questions and just leave with this last question. What do you think your legacy will be? <laughs> I feel like that's a great way to wrap it up. Like we've talked about wellness, we've talked about financial aid, we've talked about all your projects. 
we've talked about how all of this impacts like our lives and not only our lives but the people around us so like with you doing all of this what do you think your legacy will be mm. Mm. if you could see my face <laughs> <laughs> i want to do so much but i don't want to do it for myself i don't want to be rich and and and, and money i don't want i don't want to acquire systems and hoard systems. My legacy, I pray and I'm working towards all the time is to is 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 centered or it'll be one where people can look at me and say that person helped to move humanity in a positive direction whether it whether you know promotion of ideals promotion of of understanding um love um um uh, caring for others using your experiences your your privilege i have a lot of privilege in my education using that to help others who don't have those privileges and uh uh absolving a lot of the institutions that have historically oppressed us i pray that by the end of my life and after my life i'm able to help miracles happen mm. for others you know um i pray that some of the problems that i've run into you know whether it was homelessness or 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 investing my time into the wrong people mm. or 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 trusting the wrong institutions the wrong trusting the wrong feelings going with the wrong directions in life i hope that the next person can look at me and say hey he helped me to not do what what, what he had to go through i want to build land I want to I want to form land masses for the use of people that doesn't require labor. I want to be I want to be one of the leaders of a sovereign nation. I want to do a lot of great things. <laughs> I want I want I want to make the world less oppressive. That's my legacy. I want I want people to feel less oppressed. Wow. Wow. Usually I end on a deep note, but I think he covered it. I think he did a phenomenal job. So now before I end this episode, I want to thank you so much. Um, you. You're my first official guest on my podcast. Oh. Like, what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Kareem really, really shared so much gems. Um, his family business, Serenity Shade. Please check them out. Um, please share where people can find you all your various businesses, where they can follow you. Drop drop, drop all the plugs. <laughs> you can find Serenity Shea at um, and Instagram at Serenity Shea underscore. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Serenity Shea Custom Blends. Um, you can go to our website, SerenityShea.com. You can check out my web design company, WeAllRideSites.com, S-I-T-E-S.com. Um, I'm creating the Facebook and Instagram. That'll just be We All Rise Sites at We All Rise Sites. And so, um, 
yeah, that's where you can find me. And you know, man, hey, hey, hey. go follow this man. He's he's trying to be humble, but go follow him. Um, there's a lot of great things coming. I've smelled the the shea butter and the shea. It's it's amazing. Um, so. Thank you so much. That was a Thank really you, good episode. Yes. I we we gonna have to keep this conversation going, especially about the wellness aspect. Mm-hmm. However, to stay up to date with me, ask questions or future collaborations, follow us on all social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook. That's at We Never Broke. That's at We Never Broke on Twitter, Never Broke Pod, and also check out our website www.neverbroke.com. We look forward to joining us every week on this platform. We look forward to joining. <laughs> <laughs> we have to end. We look for once every week on this platform. Love you all and peace. Bye. Peace. <laughs>